Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to KILT and KLT HD2 on Odyssey Station. It is time for the 8 at 8 o'clock, the Ocho. Eight stories to get your day going. One. One. Super Bowl, we are here. We are live on Radio Row, and um, we're with you all week long. Uh, following all the storylines, tonight is opening night. That's the media, the big media event, where I'm sure there will be a few good quotes to come out of that that we'll be talking about all week long, all the storylines getting laid out. We got our first big distraction, I guess. At, yeah. well, I guess we'll wait and see how big a distraction it is for Patrick Mahomes. But his father, Pat Mahomes Sr., over the weekend picked up his third DUI uh, in Tyler, Texas. He had a second one back in 2018, um, picked up his third one over the weekend, and now is facing two to ten years in prison. Yeah. Um, I, I Look, I think that this is uh, the kind of distraction that is easily put off. Um, because it's like we know that you know it's not like there's going to be a trial on Wednesday or something. No. Um, so I think Pat Mahomes is you know dealt with various at least two other DUIs. From his yeah, dad. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and like and Pat Mahomes has dealt with you know like uh, people from his family getting a whole lot of attention for sure, you know, either positive or negative over the years. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this is anything that would affect him. And if anything, it might uh, serve to kind of narrow his focus in a good way. Uh, but it is unfortunate, and obviously, like uh, Pat Mahomes Senior, what the hell, man? Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, okay, you got this is the thing. You got issues, obviously, but you've also like you've been around long enough to understand and know that you got to handle these issues and at least have some safeguards in place. No doubt. No the doubt. decisions you make when you're sober, man. right? Come, right. On. Come on, like okay, yeah, you got your, but, but you can make enough decisions when you're sober that you don't get put in this position. Both teams arrived last night here in Las Vegas. The line remains San Francisco minus two. I heard Pat Mahomes Senior was driving one of the buses. That's so, not so. So. that's what they said, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Will you hey stop guys, <laughs> woo! It was on the Chiefs Instagram feed. <laughs> Pat Mahomes Senior at the bus oh with a party hat on. <laughs> I need you to Photoshop this right now. Right now. All right. Number two, the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl games are over for this year. Uh, A little Texans flavor to them this time around. Will Anderson, Laramie Tunsil, C.J. Stroud, all in Orlando for the Pro Bowl. NFC beats the the AFC. Baker Mayfield, MVP of the flag football game. 
Was the flag football like a seven on seven format? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I thought. I just I was kind of so just watching just highlights and everything. Out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah seven on seven. Um, CJ Stroud balled out. He uh, eighteen to twenty two, buck seventy three, couple touchdowns. Whole lot of uh, friendly fanfare from his teammates on the AFC team, some of whom may wind up future Texans. Who knows? If you missed it, he had a viral highlight to Jamar Chase, who, to my knowledge, I don't believe has signed a long-term deal in Cincinnati yet. Always, uh, no? always rumors and speculation about yeah. Jamar Chase in Cincinnati. Well, there were rumors and speculation about Stefan Diggs over the weekend, too, and Keenan Allen. Yeah, Stefan Diggs. Okay, so this is where like, I saw from some sketchy internet reports about... Uh, that's why like, I'm saying yeah, some rumors. I, yeah, yeah, that's... Like, I don't know. It's... Okay, Stefan Diggs presumably would be impressed with C.J. Stroud, and that's, mm. like, uh, that's about the only substantial thing I saw. He's probably impressed with Josh Allen, too, I would think. There Stephon are, Diggs. I tell you what, these, uh, these blue checkmark fake news aggregators are getting bad. I saw Daniel I saw a fake Daniel Jeremiah quote that compared Caleb Williams to Michael Jordan and it was a fake quote, but he said in it but it's from this verified account that's got like 40,000 yeah. followers. The blue check marks a killer right And now. like so it's got this fake Jeremiah and I see so I'm looking in the comments and thinking like I'm wondering like how many people will see that Daniel Jeremiah had said that this wasn't him. Uh, very, very few. You know, like, just so, I, I, I uh, there's people, like, out there having arguments about whether Daniel Jeremiah <laughs> yeah. was accurate and Caleb Williams. Uh, the aggregators appraisal. you're talking about, yeah. I only really use this stuff on there if yeah. there's a link to an article at the bottom of yeah. it, you know, that goes somewhere. But uh, but the Keenan Allen thing, I, I don't know if there's any smoke to either of these guys, but the Keenan Allen thing is interesting. We um, uh, Texans cap kind of broke down the numbers of the whole thing and, and the Chargers look the Chargers are heading into the they're heading into the meaty portion of that Justin Herbert contract extension now yeah. and they've got Derwin James on big deals Keenan Allen on a big deal Mike Williams on a big deal Joey Bosa on a big deal and now Justin Herbert on the biggest deal of all it's I mean it's not even something where they want to get rid of Keenan Allen or Mike Williams or one of these guys they may have to get rid of one of them or some or more of them just to yeah. get get things under the cap. The um, Keenan Allen himself, for what it's worth, has uh, said early in January. I don't want to go nowhere else. Uh, Allen said if a trade were to happen, he would only play for a few select teams. If it did come down to that, adios amigos. I'll get picked up in the off season or right before the playoffs, like them old heads. <laughs> um, oh, but that's an option then too. Might be one of those guys that sticks around and kind of because he's had those injury issues yeah, and yeah. just waits to to find the right situation. Waits it out. I think more and more that needs to be. You love that. I love that. I've advocated that for like over a decade, and yeah. now the salaries have gotten so ridiculous. That I think it's, it makes more sense for more guys now. To where guys that have already made a lot of money in their career are like, okay, well, half a season. I've already got a lot of money, and you're going to pay me, you know, right. five to ten million dollars to come to play for a really camp. good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Keenan Allen in a Texans uniform is something I will monitor and keep an eye on. That sounds very tasty. The only the tricky thing about this is I feel like all of these rumors about trading Keenan Allen started before they had a, a new head coach, mm-hmm. and I you, you got to reset it and think you know find out what they're thinking after jim harbaugh comes in and evaluates the situation yep three um harris county houston sports authority had a little event yesterday back in houston and uh, fifa announcing the schedule at least the dates they don't have the matchups yet but the dates for um for the uh, world cup matches that'll take place across all of this the hosting cities houston being one of them seven matches total uh starting on june 14th of 2026 there will be a a a group stage opening you know the the group stage the very first part of the world cup they'll have five of those every three days starting on june 14th they'll have a round of 32 knockout game on june the 29th 
and then a round of 16 knockout games. So that'll be the best it gets in Houston is we get a couple of knockout games in the early knockout rounds. 2026. 2026. It's it'll be a here long be- time. It'll be here before you know it. No, it won't. No, it won't. It will not, It'll be here before you know it. Seth, it's going to fly by because we have a good – you know why? We have a good football team now. I just had a flashback to Y2K. <laughs> you could have told me that Seth <laughs> – if you could have told me on December 31st, 1999, that A, Y2K would be no big deal, mm-hmm. and B, uh, 23 years from now, 24 years from now, you'll actually be sitting sitting in Las Vegas, Vegas. talking about a talking FIFA about and World Series. Yeah, uh, talking, about, yeah uh, talking about football. <laughs> talking about a World Cup in, in Houston yep. in 2026. So those are your matches. That's the schedule. That'll be fun. That's going to be... It's going to uh, be awesome. So from the 14th, so basically it'll be from the 14th through the... Fourth of July. Fourth of July, yeah. Um, yeah. There's going to be a big old big party, few weeks man. of party in there. It's going to be great. Fun. Yep, going to be great. Four. four. All right, four. The Rockets, not great. We should last naturalize night. a bunch of citizens on the Fourth of July. Like all these, like, I don't know if the Portuguese soccer team there is or something. something. Just give them carte blanche. You don't even have to take the test. Just come on over. Chris Kennedy, if you're listening, yes. We'll ask like, people from countries like Britain. We'll be like, are you defecting? <laughs> yes, you are. And we'll make them American citizens. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Midfield. Um, the Rockets, not great last night, 111-90. to 90, They lose in Minnesota. Anthony Edwards, 22 of his 32 points in the third quarter. Wow, 22 in the third quarter. Rudy Gobert had 17 points and 13 rebounds, and the Minnesota Timberwolves pulled away in the second half. Close game in the second quarter. When we got to the hotel, it was 44-44 when we walked past the sports book. Next thing we knew, we're sitting there having a, a, nice, uh, a nice beverage at Yard House, and the yeah. Rockets are losing by 20. Um, so, um, yeah, so not, not, a, not a great night for the Rockets last night. Alperin Shengun, 15 points, 10 rebounds. Cam Whitmore scored all 14 of his points in the second half. This has been fun. Cam Whitmore, his rapid development here over the last few weeks has been really, really fun um, to watch for the Rockets. Yeah, the, uh, I don't, and there's a sense of anticipation about just what might happen. Uh, trade deadline? Yeah, with the trade deadline. Yeah. As, as we rocket towards that and... The, the Rockets seem like more and more inclined to, and justifiably so, make a move of some Players. sort. Players, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Five. Cliff Kingsbury, he is the new OC in Washington for the Commanders. Um, we thought it was going to be the Raiders on, on Friday. Adam Schefter all but reported it, that it was going to be the Raiders. And Schefter's then, had a rough offseason. Yeah, and then things kind of uh, unwound. Is he here yet? Can we take that up with him? See, all these people we talk about, Seth, like yeah, no, I'm 80% gonna grab all of them are going to be here. I'm going yeah, to talk to Florio as soon you know, as I see Schefter's him about this Schefter's had step. a rough go of it this offseason, so he's right here. Adam Schefter, what Schefter do you have to say Schefter isn't usually in here much. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, is ESPN? Well, McAfee's over here. Yeah, he's an ESPN McAfee's going to be over on the corner. I bet Schefter comes and does a live McAfee hit. Yeah, he does. All right, back to Kingsbury. Um, what do you think about Cliff Kingsbury in Washington as the offensive coordinator? Uh, I think that as an offensive coordinator, he's uh, a hell of a guy at getting people to line up and run plays. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I don't know what I, like. I haven't actually seen him accomplish anything or develop a quarterback or anything like that in the NFL. Um, but he does a lot of he does a lot of really good things in college. We just haven't seen it in the NFL, and we don't know whether that was Kyler Murray holding him back um, or if it was a Cliff Kingsbury thing. So I'm, this will, he'll get a chance probably with a quarterback drafted number two overall yeah. to develop. A young non-Kyler Murray quarterback. I wonder if he's got a preference for a quarterback. Like, I wonder if he feels so strongly about Caleb Williams that they might make an offer to move up with Chicago to try to get the number one pick. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, uh, it'll, that, I, I will, like, I wonder how much say he's going to have in who they end up taking there in Washington. Yeah, you know, the one thing, um, like different systems, but similar 
these were different systems, but similar uh, skepticism over whether or not like Chip Kelly would be able to make it in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly did a much better job of adapting his scheme to the NFL and I think came in with a certain humility about it where I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury ever really genuinely did it to the same degree. And like Chip, Chip's issue more so in Philadelphia was that uh, he probably had too much control over personnel um, and that he just – his. His style of offense just wore his defenses down. Every yeah. year you'd look into like Chip Kelly in both his spots, in both his stays in the NFL, would have the defenses would have like the top three in total reps played. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the season, you could just see their legs start to die and the injuries start to mount D'Amico up. D'Amico was on those defenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think with a year off now, but Cliff didn't spend that year off in the NFL. He was an advisor to USC. Yep. I wonder if he's kind of gotten some good feedback on maybe how he could have more thoroughly adapted it to the NFL. Yeah, that's why I wonder about the Caleb Williams thing. Yeah. You know, if, there's a, if there's a plan in place for Washington to maybe try to move up to number one yeah. to get him because Kingsbury and Caleb Williams have some familiarity. Six. Anthony Weaver has been hired as the defensive coordinator in Miami. Anthony Weaver's done a, a nice job of coming back from being the defensive coordinator for that Texans team in 2020 where everybody got fired at the end of that year, and Weaver got kind of saddled with a defense where they, they, they made very few moves that offseason to improve the defense. They and, let D.J. Reader walk. Yes, the moves they did make was extending Whitney Merciless when he was past his prime, yeah. letting D.J. Reader walk, giving Eric Murray a big deal, and just really not doing much else on that defense. He's recovered nicely. You know, defensive line coach, assistant head coach in Baltimore, and now – the D.C. in Miami, and he got a bunch of interviews this time around for head coaching. Yeah, and I think just like Vrabel when he was the D.C. for the Texans, didn't really get the blame for the defense being as bad as it was uh, because of all the other things swirling around it. But I wonder, we should we should check in with Miami and see how they're how they're feel taking about this. That yeah, yeah, yeah. So Anthony, because it is. I mean, you look at the resume now, Vrabel. Vrabel, it's almost it's easier to ascend from bad year as bad single season as a defensive coordinator to head coach than it is to have a bad single season as a defensive coordinator and then get another job somewhere else. Right. So I'm sure I bet there's a, a certain amount of skepticism with that hire. Uh, so uh, the, I would just I would uh, I would tell all those people from Miami that are listening to our Houston radio show just uh, just <laughs> to, to give yourself some time. Yeah. We knows what he's talking You're about. You're gonna love him. We you, was uh, we've we've took over for a team that had gotten destroyed in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, def- uh, their defense had gotten destroyed in the playoffs and. The new GM, William O'Brien, did absolutely nothing <laughs> did to make nothing. that defense better yep. after getting destroyed in the playoffs. Seven. Uh, Philip Maton is going to be a Tampa Bay Ray, signing a deal with the Rays to join their bullpen. I think he's going to be a really good pickup for the Rays. They, similar to the Astros, have a way of getting the best out of their, their pitchers. Um, so now of the bullpen exodus, yeah. we're only awaiting Ryan Stanek's destination now. Maton to the Rays, nearest to the Cubs. The only thing that I don't like about this is that it's kind of moving in the reverse direction, in the wrong direction. It's, it's supposed to the, uh, the Astros are supposed to take a team, uh, take a pitcher who you know could be improved, and then you get him in the Astros system, and there he goes. He goes ahead and takes off. Um, when it's a guy that has been in your system and has been good, and then goes to a team like the Rays that won't pay their pitchers, yeah, who also has a good reputation for uh, there's a Charlie Morton aspect to this yes. that I just don't. <laughs> I don't I, like. I don't like it. It feels it feels like Charlie Morton is right. the, is my whole thing. Okay, yeah. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Um, by the way, I just put in Maton Rays in Google just to make sure. Because as of me putting this in the rundown, he was finalizing the deal. 
All the articles that come up are all two days old saying he's finalizing a deal with the Rays. So who knows? Maybe uh, may- maybe you won't get that Charlie Morton feeling after all. But uh, looks it looks like, at least as of over the weekend, that Philip Maton is going to become a Tampa Bay Ray. See, I could see Charlie Morton being – Charlie Morton and Phil Maton uh, – Weirdly, I could actually see being brothers a little bit. Yeah. Uh, they kind of get that blank expression, except that Charlie Morton's is like a kind blank expression where... It's funny. Whenever I think of the word blank, I think of them looking stupid. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Charlie looks like kind, like almost too kind for, for professional baseball. Yeah. Whereas with uh, Phil Maton, it looks blank like, uh, like the eyes of a sociopath. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not mean. I mean, just devoid of any human emotion okay. at all. I got you. I Sociopaths got you. aren't mean, Sean. They're just calculating and cold, okay? <laughs> Thank they you. do mean things, right, right. but they don't necessarily feel the malice in their heart. They're just, no. doing, they're just doing what they're born to do. They have a justification for everything that they do. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one. Um, and I don't know how this translates to radio. You have to have seen this to... Uh, to, to maybe get the full effect. Did you see the video, happen to see the video of Derek Jeter attempting a cartwheel in his backyard? Over I was the trying to watch it on the airplane, and then I forgot to, but it wasn't loading, so I uh It I didn't look to, good. It yeah. didn't look good, and this is on the same weekend where... He's like where 80. <laughs> he's, no, it, it, even if he were 80, yeah. this should have been a better effort than what Jeter put forth. It was so bad that we were wondering if he was just joking around, um, but it's the same weekend where Tom Brady... A viral video started generating a Brady teeing off on the first tee on a round yeah. of golf, and he he slint, like he topped the ball into the ground like I would do. Yeah, like and, and it just like skidded off to the side. I just I, but he's a good golfer, I guess. So I don't worry about that. I'm it's like, worrying that's about our heroes happens, of the right? 2000s losing their magic touch. That, Should they was, never be seen doing anything? Yeah, you know who was super guarded and about stuff like that was Ted Williams. They would say, "Oh, really? If he failed at something, okay." So Jeter just didn't even attempt it. It looks like Jeter had never actually done a cartwheel before. Okay, well, there you go. Because Jeter goes, it's like he's set up to do it, and he's putting... It looks like somebody's instructing him on how to do a cartwheel. I don't know, man. And he's scared. Like, he gets that part... Like, when you're trying to teach a kid how to do a flip. Okay. And they just end up just hitting their back or whatever. At the very least, he's a fraidy cat. Wasn't he, wasn't he married to Jennifer Lopez? For a while, I don't think he was Shouldn't married. Shouldn't she have to taught her? To, was he, I think who was he going out with? Marriage. He went out with everybody. He, he who did, oh, A Rod was married to Jennifer. A Rod was married to Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Jeter. Jeter went out with everybody and finally married somebody once he retired. Oh yeah, he would never be dumb enough to. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, anyway, so I say all this to say your move, LeBron. Let's see what you can do now to to completely uh, trash the images that I have of all our athletic heroes from the early 2000s. What's the most uh, what's the most disappointing non-athletic thing you've seen from an otherwise great athlete? I don't know. Text in. That's a good topic. Like a lot of first pitches probably. Yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. A, Any basketball player throwing a first pitch. Oh, any, any basketball. Like there's a lot of leverage it, there. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just too much that can go wrong on that. There's just not arc. a lot of crossover with those two sports, you know, yeah. with basketball and baseball. So, um, like any non-American, like basically, like most countries in the world don't have, other than the ones that have taken up baseball, don't have a lot of hand-eye coordination yeah. stuff. Um, That's why getting, we beat them in wars so easily. <laughs> they pick up and they're trying to kick their guns around. Oh, 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 try to kick the gun. All right, we're, we're live. We're live, on, we're, we're live on Radio Row. Aaron and Seth are having their own show. Um, we're live on Radio Row. Thanks to Yingling Flight. Um, watch us on the YouTube and on the Twitch as well. Uh, we appreciate them sending us here to bring all of the all the activity, all the fun here on Radio Row to you all week long. Also, big thanks to. 
uh, Low T Center for helping send us here to Radio Row as well, and Bull Shirts for these awesome Sports Radio 610 shirts that you can see if you're watching on the YouTube and the Twitch. Up next, Drew Doherty of the Texans has his first composite mock draft. We're not as dialed in this year because we don't have the second overall pick, but the Texans do have a first-round pick, and I think we can glean from all these mocks out there exactly where they're going to be looking come draft time. We've got that for you next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, quick relationship correction. J-Lo and A-Rod never got married. They just they broke up. They didn't get divorced. They seemed like a real power couple, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were together for a while. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, and they were, I think they have, did they have kids together? No, I know there was no. always, oh, okay, but he was, like, pretty active in her kids' lives. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he they was were around. They a couple, yeah. for sure. I read an art- a long article about them and their life in Manhattan together where they, like, they had, like, one of those big Mercedes uh, sprinter vans all tricked out. And oh, it was yeah. almost like a rolling office that they would... It was all over, it, like all, all around Manhattan, all okay. the time with them. Yeah, like okay. him picking up the kids while she's choreographing something. All right, uh, that's pretty efficiency. much like you and Amy and that's the, show. yeah, and Sammy, right. and Sammy off the law school, driving around. Sammy studying his law in the back. Hey, sure. real quick, somebody had um, I had said earlier that I feel like this is uh, when it comes to Pat Mahomes and his father. Uh, being arrested for potentially his third DUI, mm-hmm. that that's something that I could see Pat Mahomes compartmentalizing and using to kind of uh, sharpen his focus this week. Fuel, yeah. Somebody said dad potentially going to prison for 10 years is easily put off. Multiple question marks. WTF. Uh, yeah, when you've got a dad like that, yeah. you've. Uh, it's not like Pat Mahomes' dad just all of a sudden uh, became kind of a guy that might be hard to control. This is his third alleged DUI. So, yeah, I, that's exactly what I'm saying. Trust, th- th- trust me, bro. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. That's just, just listen. Trust me, bro. Uh, if you've got a dad like this, you yeah. learn. You learned. I, I, like I had my dad was a colorful dude. My dad right. had. My dad was. It could have been a. It was a gigantic distraction in my life for a long time until at a certain point you learn you 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 build walls. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That that texture one hundred percent has an amazing relationship yeah. with his dad. <laughs> He's got a normal dad. Yeah. 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 It's just, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, Drew Doherty, our good friend with the Houston Texans, uh, Texans TV does Texans extra points. And among the things he does in the offseason, he does his little mock draft composite. Sometimes it's not so little. Once the, once the steam starts picking up on draft season, he gets about 40 or 50 mock drafts in there and says, hey, this is who the experts out there have the Texans taking. He's got his first composite out. So oh, okay. His first composite is out. And if there's any message to be gleaned from the first composite mock draft that Drew Doherty's put out, keep in mind the Texans, are, as of right now, yeah. are picking 23rd in the draft. That can change. Obviously, we know with Nick Casario, that can change. A lot of things can change in the draft. He found, he's found 20 total mock drafts that are out there right now from reputable sources that have the Texans, 17 of the 20 have the Texans going somewhere in the trenches, either on the offensive line or the defensive line. So 17 of the 20, the most mocked player to the Houston Texans, not by a wide margin or anything, um, Four times out of 20. Chop Robinson. Chop Robinson. Defensive end out of Penn State. Really good player with an awesome name. Yes. Uh, But an edge rusher. Defensive end. Yeah, and I think um, it it seemed from talking to John yesterday that the the second half of the first round might be the time where uh, there's – going to be some good defensive linemen available yep. and like with chop robinson or any of the other potential edge rushers it, it really is a question of whether the texans have retained john uh john grenard and yes. so right now like if you're going to project what the texans do in the with their first pick i don't think you know i don't think you can have a really good feel for it unless you see whether or not they keep john grenard it's tough man i was, I was looking at like various comps for john grenard and texans cap does a great job with this stuff you can see him on x.com at texans cap um, but breaking down the differences in the in the actual contracts for some of these guys and what you're getting out of them, the like when you look at comps of John Grenard, it's it's hard to find guys that rush the passer as well as he does that also are as good against the run as he is, mm-hmm. and and that's the value that I think the Texans might recognize in him that other teams might not, um, or that it, or or it becomes look there's teams out there that are looking for just a pure pass rush and might like a Chase Young for whatever reason. Like Chase Young, Chase Young has like all of the prototype size, speed, oh, yeah. all of that Second stuff. Second in the draft. And yeah. yet hasn't produced as well as no. John Grenard in a lot of ways. He doesn't try sometimes. Right, he just doesn't try. <laughs> like Chase Young is 100% the guy where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen to this guy when he gets paid a second time. Yeah, no, he's he, he does not feel like a Casario D'Amico. He's already been paid once. Yep. And like, okay... Yep. It, you, you watch him in very important games in the playoffs, and he just kind of checks out sometimes. Yep. So, yeah, I would really feel better about John Grenard potentially getting a, probably a smaller contract than Chase Young because Chase Young is still going to – like, you look at him, and you see the prototype, you know, and you just can't help but imagine what that might do for your defense. Realistically, there's guys out there that are going to get less money that do do actual – have more production for you. Where Where do you come out – on the Texans using the 23rd pick on an offensive lineman because they've got Chop Robinson is yeah. has gone is going to the Texans in four of these 20 mock drafts. Uh, Troy Fotanu from uh, Washington, yeah, is who's an offensive lineman for the the Huskies is going in three of them. He's it, second on here. It would feel a lot better if we'd felt better about Derek Newton as a guard. 
That's the part that makes it a little tougher. If you Kenyon start, Newton. Kenyon Green. Uh, okay. Where, where's the? Where, uh, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm blank. Oh, why am I saying Derek, Derek Newton? <laughs> <laughs> the right tackle. Uh, oh, 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 Titus Howard. Thank you. Yeah. My God. <laughs> Stay one. Stay one of me in Vegas. <laughs> that's, that's a throwback Newton. right Jeez. there. Yeah, that's, I, 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 Do they have the same number? I no? flashed back to whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, so thank you. So Titus Howard. If you felt better about Titus Howard at guard. No, but but like everybody thinks, okay, who, what, team do, what teams do you want to emulate when it comes to talent evaluation? You want to be like the Steelers, right? Well, the old Steelers or the Ravens. The Ravens are kind of one of the, the ideals for man. They just oh, seem to sure. get guys that can flat out be play football yeah when they drafted jonathan ogden they already had two good offensive tackles on the roster um they very much like the the ravens very much draft best player available more so than a lot all these other teams that say they're taking the best player available yeah so i'm okay with it just because like the more talent the better and that you've got enough guys we saw this year uh we've seen for multiple years you can't expect to have all five guys out there and it's that important Um, if, if that is indeed the best guy there Two guy, they have uh, the Leitu kid from UCLA defensive end, Jerzon Newton, the defensive tackle from Illinois, and wide receiver Brian Thomas from LSU, all going twice yeah. in these mock drafts. And then seven other dudes going once in these mock drafts, including Patrick Paul, the tackle from the University of Houston. The thing that uh, Drew, we'll have to ask Drew if this is held up recently, but the thing about Drew's mock draft composite that he uses, it does a pretty good job of picking the position. Yes. They might not get the right the right player, but it usually does a pretty good job of picking the position. So it'll be interesting after free agency to see how these change and and who might roll in there. The wide the two the two guys that could be changed most by free agency, I think, are defensive line and wide receiver. Because if the Texans go out and like let's say they try to they, maybe they trade for Keenan Allen or they go after Mike Evans in free agency yeah. or something, then okay, you might not be going after a receiver in the first round. Likewise with John Grenard in the defensive ends. I, I would, I boy, based on what John Harris said to us last Friday, Seth, when we yeah. were asking him about the Senior Bowl, based on this wide receiver class, I'd be shocked if they took a wide receiver in the first round. Period. Because of how deep Johnny said this class is, you know, he said this class is a super deep yeah, receiver that's, class. That's, I, it's super deep, but that's dangerous when you start thinking that, like, okay, Tank Dell, the guys, that, yeah, third round, Tank Dell. Super deep can mean a lot of things. It can be that, yeah, there's a lot of guys worth taking in the second round that you wouldn't still take in the first round. Yeah, but like, if there's a guy that you really love that's worth taking with that pick, you do it. I bet heavy on defensive line in the first round right now. Yeah. I know things can change, and the, I think you bringing up the Grenard, what his free agency journey is, is a really, really good point. Well, okay, the, what do we know of D'Amico Ryan's? Okay, last year D'Amico Ryan's somewhat early in the process said, "Hey, there's two quarterbacks at the top. We're going to draft one." He's of them. honest. So see, so so D'Amico Ryan's literally said, "We're going to draft one of these two quarterbacks." Which led to two months of speculation that the Texans weren't going to draft the quarterback right. at all. Yeah. At all. What's you got Adam problem? Schefter out there popping off. I'm like, I don't think the Texans are going to take a quarterback. Right. After D'Amico exactly. Ryan had already said they were going like. to take a quarterback. Yep. That's exactly what Adam Schefter yeah. sounds like. Yep. And uh, so, like, this time he said they're going to invest heavily on defensive line. And now he didn't say draft specifically, but either in free agency or in the draft, I'm I, guessing they're I, gonna they're I gonna use could, assets on. A I think it could alignment. be both. Yeah, the, the word heavily tells me it could be both. They could go they could go shopping for a Matabike, and then they they see a defensive end they like or whatever, or even a tackle maybe. You think uh, D'Amico walks in and uh, sees Nick Casario in the in the cafeteria? 
Nick's sitting underneath maybe a picture of those two with the when they were at the draft with their feet up on the table. Mm-hmm. Remember after they had pulled off the, the, Will, the Anderson, Will Anderson trade? The Will Anderson, it's a heist like D'Amico now. says, yeah. points to that picture, and he says, Yo, you think you think it's like that, do you? <laughs> so like, no, get your feet off my damn table. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's what I say now. Mm-hmm. D'Amico's in charge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the Miko show. Let's create a rift between those two. No, let's so not. So we don't get in the eye. Uh, let's not. We got off just things going. boring. Yeah, no. I, I like <laughs> those two the way they are. <laughs> let's make up a report. <laughs> Okay, we got to get into in the next segment. You you found this article. I there is reportedly a resort coming to the Houston area. That's right. With one of the strangest brandings that I can remember in recent memory. I thought this was a fake story. Okay, when and I it's saw definitely it. not. No. Okay, it's a real story. Okay. Yeah. And it's sports related. Yeah. We'll have that for you next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, here's Payne and Pendergast. Still sifting through the forensics of how Derek Newton crawled his way into Seth Payne's brain, into your medulla (laughs) oblongata. You know what it was? Okay, this is why. So I was struggling for Titus Howard's name, and I came up with Derek Newton, a previous right tackle. Not bad. Like seven right tackles ago. Not bad. You know why? Because when we were making fun of uh, the MetLife Stadium turf, yeah. I thought of Derek Newton, oh. who tore both his patellar tendons Against Von Miller. in one shot. Yeah. But it wasn't, was that up in MetLife? It wasn't. No, no, it no, wasn't, it was but, in Denver. But it reminded me of the, uh, who was the receiver that tore his patellar tendons? Wendell Davis. He tore both of them. Both of them in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. He played for the Bears. It was nasty looking. So I thought of Derek Newton. As I was talking about various gruesome injuries okay. on the MetLife Turf, it kind of Derek Newton popped into my brain. He popped into a module in your brain, and he just stayed there for a little while. Yeah. He, yeah. he decided to hang out in your brain for a little while. I wonder what he's doing now. Derek Newton? Yeah. I don't know. He, he got a contract at some point, like a second contract, yeah. I think, at some point. Right? That's what I always think of these guys. If they got a second contract, I always just say, well, they're sitting on a big pile oh, of yeah, money. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm just always curious. Yeah, yeah, like, what are you doing every day? I, I spend a lot of time at, like, in NFLPA events talking to guys about, like, no, tell me specifically what you're doing. Are you going like, to any a- this week? Ha! <sighs> Am I putting pressure on you by asking you publicly? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go to at least one. Okay. I'll get the social anxiety. He's super psyched about it. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I guess. I don't like. <laughs> Are you more psyched about an NFLPA event or devouring cake out of a vending machine? We get. Oh yeah, but I forget about the food at these events. Yeah. Go do that. Okay. Now he's you know fired up. The problem with the NFLPA events sometimes, yeah. if it's not one like I, I like the ones that I go to in Houston, but you yeah. go to some of these big ones and it feels like. Uh, it feels a little bit like uh, a little too much networking going on. I feel like uh, these are all 
These are all like this, the the, the uh, student body presidents yeah. types that, uh, that are at the NFL. If I was you, I'd be like, I'm in a good place, man. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, okay, like, yeah. I don't, I'm not looking for anything. Don't I just need to park my money anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Have, I have no decision-making power over any hiring. You don't need to be nice to me. It's all good. One of yeah. them's a job fair, though. I feel like I should I should go to don't that. Don't you just dare. To, yeah, I'm gonna, no, I'm going to live stream it. <laughs> don't I, don't you like dare. offers from other people. <laughs> oh. will, uh, you know what? We'll talk about I'll have to look at my end. I'll look we, in the 9 o'clock hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those of you on Central Time, <laughs> losers. We've been up since 2.45 a.m. <laughs> in the 9 o'clock Central hour, we'll go over some of my invitations to NFLPA oh, events good. and see okay. which ones the listeners like think that. is the most enticing. I, I like that a lot. Okay. okay. Now, you're sure that this story I'm about to read here, excerpts from, is real. Yeah, it was sure. in the Chronicle. It was in okay. the Houston. It's as real as any news can as be real, real these any, days. Okay. So whatever it's 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 in the Houston Chronicle. Because we know that there's been a lot of rumors swirling around about Sports Illustrated just going out of business. Well, they got they laid off pretty much everybody. They yeah. were caught using AI right. writers. It's it not was, good. Yeah. Like and everybody who's ever written for Sports Illustrated in a prominent position has basically done a eulogy for the publication. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's just a not, funeral. It's not what Peter it once King, was. Rick yeah. Riley, everybody. It's basically hustler status right now. <laughs> yes, minus some certain things. So um, the the first okay, the first Sports Illustrated branded resort in Texas, yeah, is expected to break ground this year, just south of Houston. Lagoon Development Company, it's a Houston-based development company, is teaming up with Sports Hospitality Ventures, the hotel and resort licensee for the Sports Illustrated Resorts brand, to build a hotel in Texas City. Near the 12-acre Crystal Lagoon in Lantejas Lego Mar community, in the, yeah, in 30 the miles southeast of Houston. In the pictures, it's going to be it's one of, that that lagoon is one of these huge. It yeah, seems like, seems like Texas City, like Clear Lake, south of there. Every that that's all becoming like Lagoon Town. Yeah, there's lagoons everywhere. A lot of lagoons, wave pools, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so it's this crystal clear water. That what do they keep it? They keep it germ-free with with salt right sure instead of lots of chemicals <laughs> you say so somebody correct me or not yeah. I, like i assume that there's not just it's not boatloads of chemicals are dumping it looks into beautiful it. but the quote from rick coleman the yeah. founder and ceo of american resort management said quote sports illustrated is one of the world's most recognized brands and we're proud to offer our luxury resort management services to this future property um i think so i I guess Sports Illustrated, they're 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 a licensing gig now. Yeah, they've got a brand. Yep, and they're going to figure out how to use that brand to partner with things like uh, like okay, this, like this hotel, resort. Okay. which I'm guessing is going to have a big sports theme. It talks talks about the different ways you can watch a game from a swim up island bar yeah. and all that stuff. I'm a, I, I was skeptical at first, and the more I thought about it, if you think about like the ESPN stuff, at right, Disney, right, they do some pretty cool stuff. Yes. so it's all a matter of how well they execute it. And in my mind, it is kind of like like oh yeah, so it'll be like at a resort, but you can watch all the games and everything. Yeah, you plunk your kids off with some some babysitter that maybe passed a security check. Right, Who right. Who cares? I'm drunk. May or may not be watching them while they're in the dangerous wave <laughs> In the lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll throw the kids in the lagoon. I got sports to <laughs> They'll watch. They'll come back. I got five of them. Four come back. It's all good. Yeah, um, so kind of like, uh, the, so I think it makes sense. I, to be clear, I am not throwing shade at this idea at all. It yeah. was just jarring to me yeah. to see a something like a $300 million resort partnering with a Sports Illustrated brand. Was it jarring to you because we haven't done a Pain and Pendergast resort yet? That's Oh, what would that be like? Pain and Pendergast. Ben? 
They're like cake machines. Ben? It'd be nothing but a cake vending machine. Put it on the list, yeah. Ben. The, the, of the business, business ideas. Business ideas. Licensing. We need to get into the licensing. Just licensing. Gig. We don't want anything. That's what Dolly Parton does with Dollywood. Well, that's what Trump does with like a lot of his hotels. They're, yeah. they're licensed. Right, right, yeah. right. right. That, that, licensing that's, is where it's at. Oh, that's where oh, it's yeah, at. That's a mailbox the, money. Dude. Create the brand. Mm-hmm. That's all we and need to do. And then partner with people. Right, license. right, right. What stage are you and I at where we could possibly do that? On There are a hundred steps. What they single digit step no, no, are no, we no, on right now? You know now. what I've seen? <laughs> when, they, when I go into New York, uh-huh. there's like a, what's the big radio sports station up there? WFAN. WFAN has like a store and a restaurant or a bar or something at the airport, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Philly, too? Doesn't Philly have I think Chicago does also. Yeah. Yeah. So we're missing out on that. Yeah, okay. We got to partner with some airport people. Go to the (laughs) NFLPA thing tonight and see if there's any airport people there. That's what I'll do. You may need to network now. Is it bad that I'm going to try to sell myself for a licensing gig, but I'm going to have to introduce myself and explain who I am? A little bit. But if anybody can pull it off, it's you. (laughs) I feel like there's there's a big difference if if you have to explain who you are that maybe you're not ready to license your The brand your name is yet. a little unknown. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. Give it a shot. See what happens. What other defunct defunct publications would be good at the hospitality industry? Oh, defunct publications. Like, yellow Pages in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Deadspin. Just what could Deadspin do? Is, Deads, is Deadspin dead? They're not. No, but they're kind of like Sports Illustrated. They still... Boy, they, remember when Deadspin was like... They used the, to break news and They everything. were like the most... They broke the Manti Teo story. They did. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they went... They like shuttered up and then they came back and now it's just complete clickbait. Right. They'll write things like they'll they'll create a lot of stories. Right. Like right. Um, we don't. Th- hey, we don't think that Travis. Um, we don't think that Travis Kelsey should be tarred and feathered for like literally tarred and feathered for loving uh, Taylor Swift. No, and then not they'll on write this a show. story about how yeah. like, that's what everybody actually yeah. wants. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah Deadspin would do that. We don't yeah. personally don't think that he yeah. should be that he, that he should be excommunicated from the church for this. Okay, so Aaron Raybald, our engineer, says, "Aren't there Playboy hotels or resorts in Mexico? Playboy is kind of a dead publication now." Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. Sense, I don't know if you know this. If you if you were aspiring to get to revise your stack of Playboys under your bed, you can't do that. But it's anymore. got a cachet about it. Playboy does. It's for still sure. got a, a cachet and a brand yeah, appeal, yeah, that, especially yeah. for people like our age with money. For sure, they're kind of like, oh yeah, the Playboy resort. For sure, yeah. There. It's 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 synonymous with two things: nudity and mischief. Mm-hmm. Because you had to be a little mischievous to get your then, hands on a Playboy when but, you were younger. But then also oddly well written articles about like nonsense and, topics and, and very those. insightful interviews as well. Yeah. Yeah, there used to be. I, I remember there was an article I needed to get from um, from Playboy <laughs> yeah. about some topic I was writing about in college, and you had to go yeah. and like when you when you'd go to get the. It wasn't like the other publications; like you had to like check it out, and there was a time limit. <laughs> like there was basically a strict no bathroom policy. <laughs> Playboy. <laughs> You had to like watch it. It was almost like you know when you go to look at the Constitution or something, and you can go down into the Library of Congress, yeah. and like have have latex gloves on, but yeah. you got to do it under supervision. That was when you when you needed to cite an article from Playboy because this was before the internet, kids. It was like you had to you had to go and like read it in a spe- separate right, area, right, right. take your notes while they're watching. There's you. only yeah. a certain age where the excuse I read it for the articles works. Yeah. Like when I my mom caught 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 me with a Playboy in my desk. 
drawer in my room, and she pulled it out, and I was fourteen. Yeah. I read it for the articles. <laughs> it, it didn't. It didn't hit. It didn't hit quite the She's same. She's not going to buy that. Didn't buy that. No. It's like Charlton no. Heston wrote something about gun control. <laughs> yeah. I'm That's very all int- it was. I'm very interested in this. <laughs> <laughs> Which page is that? Because these are all. There was uh, one of our old sales. One of our old account executives, or whatever we call whatever we call our salespeople. Yeah. I was. Uh, I was. I was in his cubicle like ten years ago, and he had a Playboy in there. And it was like one of those things. I was like, it, it, there was a. It was almost like um, I'd forgotten like the the quality of the photography and the glossiness of the pages and everything. Yeah, yeah. There was an appeal to it. It's almost I too good. The photography. Well, you, you know what? I like that the is. raw photography of something a little. Uh, it's airbrushed nastier. so heavily that yeah. it almost. That's the problem too. Yeah, as, as things have gotten so, as they've gotten to make like things look so realistic. Yeah. Artificially. Yeah. You look at those Playboy pictures and it almost looks like, okay, well, this is AI generated. It's this way is bad AI good. is yeah. what this is. Yeah. Make it's, it look realistic, it's cartoonish. Dude. Yeah. yeah, come on. You think, I'm not going to like this stuff. Come on now. Um, I would hang out at the Sports Illustrated Resort. I say all that to say the Sports Illustrated Resort and their, their lagoon looks pretty badass. It does. Yeah. It's in Texas City. Mm-hmm. Is Texas City – I haven't been down to it, Texas. It, I know where it is. I'm saying, like, I'm, is, it, is it starting to hit that development? Like, I uh, think it is. Yeah, once they, once they finish 45 there. and everything, it's starting to get Yeah, like I know. We've got, we've got, I know at least a few loyal listeners we have that live down that way in Texas City. Let us know. Is uh, is Texas City ready for the Sports listen, Illustrated Resort? Listen, back when I used to go, like I'm, I'm old enough to remember when Rocheron was just a bunch of ranches and wild hogs. Yeah, that's where we'd go to. Gary Walker had a bunch of acreage in Rocheron, and we'd go and shoot hogs there. Would you really? Yeah. Would you eat them afterwards? No. Okay. No, no. you gotta you gotta know what you're doing if you're gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. What's the? There's a Texo. I don't know. Yeah. Texoplasmosis or something Not like that. Not sure. <laughs> I'm out of my lane it's, right now. It's uh, Derek Newton. Pain and Pendergast with you. All right, let's it's the Sports Illustrated Toxoplasmosis. Let's, let's get into let's get into what we think the the first few big storylines for the Super Bowl. Plus, we have to help Seth pick an, a, a an NFLPA party <laughs> to go to, to attend, as well. Yeah. yeah, to attend where he can go network. The I'm going to wear a wire. Brand. Yes. Yes. All right. So we will do that now. One big storyline developing right now with the Super Bowl, we'll for sure get into, and that is coming up next. We got to talk about Griselda on Netflix too. Uh, the, oh, yeah. We, uh, we, I've got I've got issues with Griselda. I think we'll he punted on it. Yeah, he punted. Oh, he, he punted, oh, he bailed on it. It's I, think, only, I don't think he bailed it's, on it. It's like it just, six episodes. Yeah, yeah you see, it didn't seem like it was kind of for him. He's the only one I know who watched it. Did you? Watch? A, yeah, you know the problem is that they put Sophia Sophia Vergara. In it, and like the real life Griselda was not a, an attractive lady. Right. But because they, they kind of ugly up Sophia Vergara, um, but, but not enough. And yeah. then in the, in the series, they keep referring to this Griselda. Like in some respects, they'll talk about her, like how she has the goods, like she's hot and everything. But right. like, but, so the whole time it's like you're trying to figure out, wait, is that actually Sophia Vergara? Right. I, it's, uh, it was weird. It broke down the fourth wall in a bad, bad okay, way. Okay, okay. I feel like Sophia Vergara did a great job of it, but they could have like... Could have been better. They should have been more open in the series about like, no, she's ugly, okay? Yeah, These yeah. guys only like her because she's loaded and that's why she's so paranoid. Yep. And not pleasant. No. Not a pleasant lady. No. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's pleasant. Just sit around with that. Uh, sit around. If you <laughs> sit around eating some... Some Daisy, Daisy? Onion yeah, dip. that sounds that's amazing. Yeah, way better than Griselda. Yes, <laughs> if I had to spend twelve hours with a drug kingpin who would murder me, or twelve hours with uh, with Daisy French onion dip, yeah, it's a no brainer. Daisy French onion dip, Daisy Ranch drip, drip. I've got the. I wear the drip while I'm eating the dip. <laughs> Daisy French onion dip. 
Derek Newton. And uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I'm, I'm hooked on it. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 